It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. It is so good to be with you. Today, you are going to hear a story from two separate individuals that lived in the land of darkness. But God one day had uniquely arranged for these two people to be in the same room because he had big plans for them. My guest today is a dynamic couple, Petrina and James Pacheco. What a story they have James, Petrina, welcome to the studios. How are you? Good morning, Ron. Well, James, I'll let you start off. Tell me your story. Well, my story starts in August of 2013, August 11th to be exact. I walked into a little country church for my daughter's baptism, and uh, the Lord ambushed me there on his ground, and uh, little did I know it would be the day of my salvation. And uh, God knows there was plenty of hell in my life. Uh, I was angry, angry at the Lord, angry at myself. And I didn't like people. And being a public servant uh, who is sworn to protect and serve, uh, that put me in an awkward position because angry at everybody and not wanting to be around people, God had a lot to work with there. The, uh, the service was something that I had not been accustomed to. You know, I grew up in a church where uh, you walked in, everybody was wearing suit and ties and everything was real rigid. Three songs. You sit down, sermonette, you sing a song, you stand up, sing another song, and one-hour church, and that was it, week in and week out. And uh come to this little church, and uh, we're singing uh, praise and worship songs that I don't know uh, anything about, and I don't recognize them. And, and uh, you know, I look down at my watch, and here we are 30 minutes into this, and we're still singing. And... uh it's very uncomfortable for me because uh, I don't feel worthy to be in a house of God. Prior to me entering into this worship service, here I am, you know, full of the world, full of sin, full of lust in my heart. And I look up on stage and see this pretty blonde girl and start having these worldly thoughts. And uh, as clear as I'm talking to you, I hear the Lord tell me, we didn't come here to meet anybody. We came here for your daughter's baptism. And the back of the, the hairs on the back of my head stood up and I went over and sat down and I didn't move until church started. And uh, I didn't look at her either, the whole worship service. I was afraid to look at her. I didn't want to hear that voice, you know. I didn't hear my, want to hear my father in heaven uh, scolding me anymore. But uh, 30 minutes into the worship service and, uh, you know, the worship team starts to come off the stage. And I think, man, finally. And uh, this beautiful blonde that I'm afraid to look at now, she's still standing on the stage. And she sings uh, Amazing Grace, which um, even as a heathen uh, was a very, very impactful song in my life. I knew that I was a wretch and uh, I was fighting back the tears, you know, church full of people that I didn't know. And here I am, a tough guy, a law enforcer, and uh, I'm, I'm biting my lip to hide back the tears. You know, finally the song's over and I think to myself, I made it. You know, I, I was no crying. And uh, she doesn't leave the stage. And I'm thinking, my God. And she says to the crowd, the audience there in the congregation, she says, this next song I wrote, um, it's my very first song. I've never sung it before. 
Uh, it's called Thank You, Lord. I hope you like it. And then they play the CD track and she starts singing. And I'm I'm sitting there now uh, listening to a song about my life. And it's very awkward. It's very uncomfortable. And I think, how dare she air out my dirty laundry in front of all these people? And the Lord started working on me. And then I started weeping, uncontrollably weeping. And uh, I didn't like that. It was very uncomfortable for me. And uh, and then the little minister, after she gets done singing, the little minister gets up there that uh, that I had walked by and judged by his outward appearance, starts preaching this sermon about my life. I thought, man, he, he's reading my mail. You know, he, what he knows about me. He's, he's talking about me. And, uh, at the end of that, he has an altar call and, and in part of the sermon, he, he pulled out a, um, a little can of skull. And he said, I used to have a chewing tobacco, uh, problem. And one day I pulled this can out and I heard the Lord say, you don't need that. All you need is me. And he threw it like a hockey puck into the woods. And uh, when I went up at the altar, I told him I wanted to get rid of bourbon. I wanted to get rid of cigars. I wanted to get rid of drunkenness. And I wanted to change my life and I wanted to give my life to the Lord. And uh, that day, God changed me. He took those appetites from me. And uh, I haven't had a bourbon or cigars since so and I was a functioning drunk I walked into that into that church full of sin full of bitterness and God changed me that day and I was just there to see my daughter get baptized so you thought so I thought yeah yeah and uh I got to talking to Petrina it it took me three weeks to get the courage to look at her and talk to her because I didn't want to hear my father scold me and uh now, Petrina is the blonde. Yes. Petrina is the blonde that uh, <laughs> well, that was singing. <laughs> that was singing about me. Yes, and uh, God has got a sense of humor. Um, what was your first words to her? I seen her at the water cooler in the back, and uh, I would have not. I would not have spoke to her that day, except when I looked up, there she was standing. So I was kind of cornered, <laughs> and the first words out of my mouth were, um, "Good morning." I just wanted to let you know that. I really like your music ministry. Well, she didn't have a music ministry at that time, but I don't, God put those words in my mouth and that's what I said. And now Petrina, you're here. Do you remember that day he walked up to the water cooler? Very much so. I'll tell you to to start back at the, the first day that he uh, stepped foot in the church. I was nervous that day. It was the very first time that I was going to sing the song that I wrote, the very first song I ever wrote that God gave me. And, um, the church was packed because it was like, you know, my debut type um, service. And so my parents were there. A lot of family members were there. And um, I remember looking out over the crowd and I remember seeing him. And at the time with what he does, he was um, he, he looked like a, a biker. I just remember that his beard was really long and he just looked angry. So I, I noticed him and I saw his face of just anger he didn't want to be there i could tell that so when i saw him i looked up at the ceiling as if i was looking up to god and i said that's gonna be a tough one for you to crack 
I remember saying that, and I'm thinking, whew, he looks, you know, he looks like it's going to be a tough one. So he's looking at you saying, boy, look at that hot blonde, <laughs> and you're looking up and saying, God, this is going to be a tough yes. one to crack. Yes. And well, you know what God did? He showed me that he's God, and he broke his walls down that day, and he gave his life to the Lord that day and never missed a service after that. Wow. So, yes. But the day at the water cooler— um, his daughter that came to get baptized, that, that was getting baptized the day he came, she was with him. And then he had his youngest daughter was with him. And I, I had not seen her up until that point. That was the very first time. So when I walked, I was going toward the restroom and he was at the water cooler. So when he turned around, it was like we were just face to face. And um, and that's what he said. He said, I just want to tell you that I appreciate your music ministry. And he started to choke up and started to cry. And his daughters, I'll never forget their faces, they looked at, <laughs> up at him, and they were like, oh, my gosh. And they looked at each other like, my dad is crying. I don't even know what to do right now. So everybody was just looking at each other like such an awkward moment. So I broke the ice, and I was like, well, hello. And I, you know, I extended my hand to his youngest daughter, and I introduced myself. And that's when she told me, my name is Sarah, and... and um, and you know, we just got to. I got to know wow. him, and yeah. So it was, it was really amazing. So we're going to take a break, but y'all got married eventually, right? Yes. So we're going to hear about the God ordained marriage that took place yes. and what life is like now because you are a very happy couple. Yes. All right, I'll be back right after the break, and we'll continue our conversation with Petrina and James Pacheco. Do you wonder about your future? Are the challenges of life becoming overwhelming? The challenges of life affect us all. And God wants you to know He loves you and wants to help you. God is for you and not against you. In fact, God loves you so much that He sent His Son Jesus into this world just for you. As you learn to depend upon Jesus as your personal trainer, you'll have access to His infinite wisdom, power, and strength. And by hearing and reading His Word, God will show you the answers to all your problems. And soon, you'll begin to see a greater measure of success in every area of your life. Never forget that when you invited Jesus into your heart, your past was erased, setting you free to discover your destiny, your purpose in life. You are destined for success. So be determined today to enjoy success by God. Coming out of the darkness, moving into Welcome back, listeners. What a show. James and Petrina Pacheco are in the studios. Now, James shared in the first part of the show his testimonies in your words were james bourbon bitterness and anger you were filled with when you walked into the church is that right that's correct i my worldview was through the bottom of a bourbon bottle and uh it was pretty much daily if i wasn't burning a cigar and drinking bourbon i was asleep but then your life changed and part of it was patrina's anointed singing just melted you like butter. You eventually started dating, right? Go ahead, baby. 
All right, Petrina, you're 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 the so, lo- okay. So after the conversation with the water cooler, you know, and that broke the ice a little. Um, I wasn't sure how I was feeling about. I, I know I was excited to see him at church every single time the door opened because that was how I I was, you know, from the time that I got saved um, eleven years ago. And uh, he was eager to be there, and I could see that he was genuinely there for the Lord and that he loved the Lord. And and you could just see the transformation happening in him, and um, it it was just amazing to witness. And so we began to to talk, and, um, you know, just in conversation, and I found him so easy to talk to. And he's a good listener, and I'm a talker. So, I mean, we worked well together in that regard. And um, so I found myself talking to him a lot and just, you know, just always having something to get off my chest or just needing, you know, just someone to talk to, and he was always there. So I think that's what really started to draw us together. And knowing that he loved the Lord as much as I did was definitely a huge plus. So when was the big date? When did you get married? (laughs) October the 4th, 2014, which is um, 10-4. Yeah, (laughs) that was not something I realized until after. I said, you did that on purpose. (laughs) Big big 10-4. And today, you both are so happy Mm -hmm. and glowing, but the best part is now you have a church, and you are ministering together. James, where's your church? Wolf Creek Community Church is in the Kill, Mississippi, off of Wolf Creek Road. It's the same church that I walked into in 2013 and got saved. Yes. I, um, we sure, got married there. We and got married there. Now we pastor there at the church, same church. Your heart also is to reach out into the community and reach people that were feeling low like you were and unworthy. That's right. You felt like you shouldn't even be in church. That's right. So you tried to reach them now in the community, is that correct? Yes, and we started a ministry called Second Chance, Second Chance Music and Ministries, yes. because we serve a God of second chances. Yes. And as a narcotics agent, I see that we are not going to arrest our way out of this problem. It impacts everybody in our community. There's nobody in my church congregation that hasn't been impacted with drug addiction, pornography, alcoholism, yes. abuse. And so we started a No Judgment Day um, outreach ministry for addicts who haven't gone into the system yet, who want help. They can come forward, not have to worry about being judged, and we'll find rehab for them. And there are a lot of resources out there that are faith-based, and they are free. Yes, Petrina has a uh, women's group, and I'll let her talk about that. Well, I went through several years of uh, abuse, physical abuse, well, every type of abuse in one relationship for, for years. And um, I ended up after leaving, I had to go into hiding for a year when I left. Um, And I ended up staying drunk for three years, just trying to cope with what I had been through before that. So once um, I got saved and I gave my life to the Lord and I realized that I still had a lot of healing to do, um, just being away and out of that situation wasn't enough you know, and so uh, I had to just start letting God change me from the inside out. And I realized that it was needed um, even from people who've been through child abuse or, you know, whatever type of abuse it is. There's just some damage. And um, so I started a women's group for abused women. But it's it's grown to uh, 
just issues that vary, not just abuse. And so I, I we meet with that. And I also the music that I write is a lot of it is testimonial music about my own life. So we um, we get invited to churches. Uh, we've been to Oklahoma, Missouri, um, Alabama, different places where I go and give my testimony and minister in music and I share the music with um, people. That's awesome. Now, and we're going to give the contact number website in just a few minutes, listeners. So James, um, somebody out there listening now, they have no hope. They have no hope. They are just where you were, but they don't want to walk into a church. What would you tell that person? Jesus didn't come for the well. He came for the sick. He came for you that, uh, you don't feel worthy to walk into a church. Uh, we we receive everybody with open arms. I don't care how many tattoos or earrings you have. I don't care uh, if you were a prostitute or a drug addict. And that's the that's the heart of Jesus: compassion and love. And uh, don't wait to fix yourself because it'll never happen. You can't do it. That's right. You need to find a church. Katrina, with women out there, there's a lot of women that are in the same boat. They just feel like they're the only ones. Mm-hmm. No one can understand what That's they're right. going through. What would you tell that woman right now that is listening? That there is hope. There's definitely hope. And until you realize that you need the help and that you can't do it in your own strength, you can't leave on your own, that you do need you know, help. And it would be from God that you know he gives you that ability to walk away from a situation that you honestly cannot see yourself away from. I truly believe that I was going to die where I was. Um, but now I look back and I see that you know it was only by the hand of God that I, I got out. You know, James, one of the things that it's hard to get people to understand is that there really is a good life with Jesus. You know, we get trapped in this situation and say on a scale to one to 10, we're living, maybe we're on a nine or a 10 in the weird things that we do. But with Jesus, we can go to a 20, we can go to a hundred. There's so much more out there. We have a peace, we have a joy, we have a purpose, we have a passion. We're on a peace that surpasses all understanding. I mean, I was trying to fill a void that I could never fill. It was God that I was searching for, but I was throwing alcohol. I was throwing uh, relationships. I was throwing all these physical things to it to feed the flesh, but it was never being fed. It was an insatiable craving that couldn't be fed. Only Jesus could fill it. And for those people out there that are listening, you are worthy. Yes. And and that void that you're feeling is that God the Father wants to have a relationship with you yeah. through his son, Jesus. And Jesus is the only way. Jesus is what you need. You don't need that, that line of cocaine or that hit of meth. You don't need that bourbon or whatever vice that you're turning to. All you need is Jesus, and he is the hope. And, and listeners, that is one reason on this program that I bring in Real people with real struggles that offer real hope. I mean, these people have been down as low as you can go, but now they um, are doing incredible things for the Lord. So there is hope. There is life after drugs. There is life after addiction. There's life after abuse. Yes. There really is. But you, it's the hardest thing, Petrina, for all of us is taking that first step. That's right. To pick up the phone and just say. I need help. Yes. 
Yes, absolutely. I agree with that. And uh, I believe that a lot of times these women, they've, they start to believe what they've been told by their abuser and they can't see themselves any other way. But they cry. If you cry out to Jesus and let him change you, he'll change the way you see yourself as well and know that you're worthy of his love. Well, let's give a contact number right now. If somebody out there, whether it be a, a lady or a gentleman, and they want some help, they need to talk to someone right now. 228-669-0989. And uh, you will reach either myself or Petrina. Yes. 228-669-0989. And you will talk to them. And as you said, your ministry, non-judgment, it's a... You're going to talk to them. That's you're not right. going to lecture them. No. You're not going to go look for them to arrest them. No. <laughs> you're, you're just going to love the hell out of their life. Amen. By pointing them. That's right. To Jesus. That's right. So, uh, well, let's let's talk a little bit about your music. So people now, she has, you heard the bumper music coming into this segment. That is Petrina's music. Now, if somebody wants to listen to your music, you're on iTunes, right? I am. Yes. And, and Amazon music as well. Okay. Well, how do they find you? It's uh, the name of the album is Coming Out of the Darkness, Petrina Pacheco. Coming out of the darkness, yes. man. I tell you, that was a great day in my life, coming out of the darkness. You know, I said this last week, I was at a convention that I believe this is the greatest time ever to be a Christian, because as the world is getting darker, God is turning our light even brighter and brighter. Amen. And we know that it is only lightness, God's light, that will cast out the darkness. That's right. Do you see good things for the church in the future, James, Petrina? Absolutely. You know, if you if you look at the text and scripture of the Bible, the church grows during persecution. And what we are starting to experience in America is persecution, uh, not like our brothers and sisters in India or Africa or in the Middle East, but it's coming. And uh, you're going to see the church grow because it always grows under persecution. It does. Well, I always like my guest, and if you want to do this together, you can, to pray for our listeners, to pray for somebody out there, that the Lord would give you the words to say, Mm -hmm. to minister, to speak to somebody out there. So however you want to do it, solo or duo, please do so. Well, Trina, I would just say that if I leave anything out, you jump right in. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today on this day that you have created for us, Father. And Father, I... I ask that you would reach everyone, Father, listening within the sound of my voice, Father. I ask that you would touch them. And if they're hurting, Father, if they're searching, Father, I ask that you would wrap your arms around them and let them experience your presence, Father. I ask, Father, that you would give them the courage to step out and take that baby step in faith, Father. Open a door for them that no man can shut, Father, that they can find that help that they need, Father. And we ask that you would draw them close to you, Father. We thank you for this radio show, Father. We ask that you would bless it, bless the efforts of Ron, Father. And we ask for your divine intervention, Father, into the lives of these people, Father, that are hurting and lost. We ask that you would draw them to you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, if you're listening and you do not go to a church, I hope you can tell by listening to Petrina and James that their church would be some cool place to go. If anything, just to go check out this blonde that uh, James was drawn to. But remember, she is married, but she's got an incredible voice. The name of your church, one more time, and location. Wolf Creek Community Church in Kiel, Mississippi. 
And your phone number one more time. 228-669-0989. And the last question I'd like to ask my guest, how do you get the hell out of your life? Jesus, Jesus is the way. Yes. <laughs> Jesus is the way. That's right. Thanks for coming by. Thank You're welcome. You. Thank you. It was a Friday night. The church was decorated. The groomsmen were in place. The wedding march played. And my bride came down the aisle. I went into that church, not married. And I left, not married. It was only the rehearsal. I was only going through the motions. Like a lot of church folks, maybe even you, you may have all the Christian words and activities memorized, but you're missing the one essential component that I was missing the night of my wedding rehearsal, commitment. Jesus described a judgment day scene when some people will go before God talking about all the Christian stuff in their lives. And it's a day when he will say, I never knew you. Have you admitted your sin and told Jesus that you were pinning all your hopes on Him to be your Savior from your sin? Or have you only been going through the motions? If you want to learn how to make that commitment, then call us at 888-NEED-HIM or go to chataboutjesus.com. Discover your destiny with Ron Myers. I know part of my destiny is to stir up the gifts, the talents, the abilities, dreams, plans, and purpose that God has waiting for you. Now, you might feel that you are doing well now, but God needs you to step into the fullness of your destiny. I believe this is a divine appointment. Have you found yourself asking questions lately like, why am I here? Does God have a purpose for me? Is there more to life than this? These are healthy questions for reaching and growing in the land of our destiny. When you ask this sincerely from your heart, the answers that will come will change your life forever. This is your time in life. When you search for your destiny with all your heart, your mind, and soul, you will embark on a journey that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. You become an active participator in life. You become a tool of God. So, are you ready to discover your destiny? Ron Myers has experienced the difficulties of life and with God's grace has overcome struggles, loneliness, and countless failures. His life was transformed when he discovered his destiny through Jesus Christ. Ron is an inspirational speaker on a mission to inspire encourage and tell individuals how to discover their destiny ron believes each one of us is destined for success and today is the day to begin your journey here is today's bible trivia question what was the name of the angel that told mary she would be the mother of jesus that answer in just a minute now today you heard jim and petrina share their story of coming out of darkness let today be the day that you begin to follow Jesus into the land where there is no darkness, you will find that healing comes through God's light. Now, if you'd like to hear other stories of God's love, forgiveness, and redemption, visit our website at thepromoter.org and check out the podcast page. Well, the Bible trivia question, what was the name of the angel that told Mary she would be the mother of Jesus? The answer, Gabriel. Until next time, this is Ron Myers inviting you to join me on the journey to discover your destiny. God has a plan for you.
Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope.